Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's first give Miami a tremendous amount of credit. It kind of began on Sunday night or Monday, Saturday night when uh, Spolstra, you know, did a great job at 11.25 with his uh, presser after they lost that heartbreaker. And they really shouldn't have had a chance to win the game anyway because they were outplayed throughout the game down by 10 and 9 in the fourth quarter. But regardless, they were a tenth of a second away from winning. And uh, Spolstra had the right message in the postgame, uh, basically saying, you know, uh, we're going to be okay. We'll show guts. We'll be there on Monday. It's only 11.25 right now. Uh, I guarantee you by Monday night we're raring to go. Looking forward to it. We went up there before. We went up there again. He had the right message and it seemed to respond with his team. They responded in full kind, and, uh, you know, they were the better basketball team from start to finish. They made the game very dull and very aimless. There was nothing much to get wrapped up into as far as the seventh game was concerned. And, yes, I know Tatum hurt his foot, hurt his ankle right away. I don't even know if that would have made that big a difference as the Heat just dismantled the Celtics, who live and die by the three. They died by it last night, and they got lucky on Saturday night. But last night, they died with it, and, uh, you know, as a result, they were flat, very flat early in the game. Maybe a little something to do with Tatum, but, uh, you know, Martin played great, and obviously Butler did what he had to do. Duncan Robinson gives him points off that bench. Uh, Autobio's okay, and the Heat really just, you know, very, very routinely, you know, won a 19-point game. I mean, I think that's the best way to explain it is routinely. They never really, 52-41 at the half. I mean, a couple of spots in the second half where the lead got to, you know, once or twice below in the 9 and 8, right around that figure. But for the most part, I maybe I don't think it got lower than that. Maybe it got to 6 once. Uh, but the bottom line is, I mean, the Celtics never really for a full stretch, were in this game. And, you know, they had off. Uh, they, both teams couldn't shoot the ball in the first seven or eight minutes. Uh, but the Heat got through that aspect of the game where they were having trouble scoring. And once they started to score, they had that great run, and the Celtics never really got their foot on, feet under them, never got traction, and obviously just really had a lot of trouble getting anything going. I mean, you know, I mean, they, we'll get to the Celtics in a minute. Uh, but really a complete disappointment based on what it looked like it was set up for for them in the Eastern Conference. But this is about the Heat, who, you know, lost Hero there. Lockley may have called it beautifully there before this series began. He thought maybe it was actually an advantage not to have Hero. Boy, doesn't stick to him. They spread it around better. I mean, they can shoot threes. Morton shoots threes. Obviously, uh, Struess can shoot a three. Robinson can shoot threes. Lowry shoots threes, too. And maybe he was a little better. They had one less three-point shooter there to have to worry about getting the ball to and filling up uh, and, and you know and filling up his box score. I mean, the bottom line is the Heat yesterday just did a little bit of everything and won the game going away. And you know, and they have done an absolutely superb job. Let's not forget, folks, that they were down three Bulls ball on April fourteenth with three and a half minutes to go in the game. I mean, that's what I can't get over. I mean, how close they came to really having an incredible exit out of the playing round. 
They had lost to Atlanta on a Tuesday night. And then three days later, on the 14th of April, they were dead in the water against Chicago after the Bulls had knocked off the Raptors. And they figured out a way to get out of that game. They won game one in Milwaukee. Giannis got hurt early. So did Hero. And, you know, from there on in, they really have found their sea legs and have been very, very tricky to beat. They've had a very good formula, win that first game on the road, which they did in Milwaukee, which they did at Madison Square Garden. And which, of course, they did in this series against the Celtics. Win that first game on the road and, you know, put some pressure on the higher seed right out of the gate. And away you go. And Spolster, of course, does a superb job. He and Raleigh, that's a mismatch. Riley and him uh, put them as a combo against uh, uh, Missoula. That is a complete mismatch. I know that Missoula will save his job because they came from 3-0 down to make it a seventh game. If they didn't do that and got wiped out in game four, he would not have survived. They, that ownership would not have stood for that if they lost game four by, you know, double digits. And they were well on their way of doing that in the second half in Miami, 70 to 61. If, in fact, they lost that game, he would not have survived. But he got out of that game. They won two more. That is probably going to be enough to save him. And he'll be back next year. Uh, Stevens obviously hired him. Uh, you know, unless the ownership pressured him to get rid of him and make a change, I think that Missoula will survive at least for another year. And then next year, in the postseason, he'd be coaching for his dinner is what it comes down to. He was, again, you know, I think it's a little overrated, but I do think that the uh, if you look at the roster composition, I think anybody would take the Celtic roster over the Heat roster, yet the Heat won. So there has to be another explanation for the Heat winning this series. And they almost won in four games. As it turns out, it took seven, but they almost won four, almost won in four. So there has to be an explanation for that, not just based on, you know, Tatum being hurt and not based on, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler. There's got to be another reason. And that reason to me would be a little bit of the inexperience on the Celtic sidelines compared to a lot of experience on the Miami sideline. He's been to a lot of finals, this guy's bolster. He went to, obviously, what? He went to one, two, three. He went to four finals when he had LeBron, and now he's been to two finals. Now, listen, you should have gone to four finals with LeBron and Wade and Bosh. So uh, let's not go too crazy there. Uh, but, uh, you know, in the last three years, four years now, he's been to two finals, albeit one in the bubble where Miami's culture, I think, uh, really helped them in that kind of environment. But this year... I mean, just a, just a great job. I mean, here it is. I was saying there about a month, two months ago, you know, after they lost to Atlanta that maybe, and, you know, sort of like Quinn Snyder in Utah, maybe it was time for them to make a change. Just get a new look in there and new words in there. I mean, Raleigh left the Heat after 10 years, and maybe it was time, left the, uh, not the Heat, the Lakers after 10 years. Maybe it was time for a change, whether you thought it was the right move or not, just to change it up a little bit. Maybe it was time for a correct change with the, um, uh, with Miami, and that turned out to be just one of the dumbest things I've ever said, because Spolster's got them in the NBA final. And I don't think they're going to win the NBA final, but I didn't think they're going to beat Milwaukee. I didn't think they beat the Knicks. I thought New York would beat them in seven games, and I didn't think they win this series. Albeit, I thought long. I did not think, because I didn't trust the Celtics, I did not think that they win this series. So they've won three straight series in which I thought they had no chance. Who thought they beat the Bucks? Not me. If you thought they beat the Knicks, you thought a long series. I thought Knicks and 
seven. All right, that can go either way, but I did pick the Knicks, and certainly I picked the Celtics to get out of the Eastern Conference Finals. So, I mean, he has now made an argument. Spolster's uh, done it to me three times in a row and done it to a lot of people, and now why can't he do it a fourth time? I, I do think Denver will win. I think they're better. Too much Jokic and Murray. They have home court. They're tremendous in that building, but they also have about a you know a, tw- a, a 10-day layoff before they play that first game, and I know you got to figure that's going to be a factor at least a little while, and the Heat, you know, have the perfect situation. They have two days. They have a today they can travel and not do anything. Tomorrow they can have a practice, and then Thursday get ready for the first game. So, I mean, and then if it doesn't work right in that first game, they got two days to get ready for game two because it's Thursday, Sunday. So, and all the Heat really have to do to make sure they're okay is get a split. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past Miami, but I'm going to, if I was a betting man and they're a huge favorite, I would take Denver to win this series. And I don't think, uh, you know, Miami, listen, there's pressure on Miami too. They've been down this path a lot. They've been good for a while. Last year, conference final game seven, Butler in the air with a jumper, ball short. Two years, uh, again, the series they had down in the, uh, in Orlando against the uh, Lakers. They lost in six games, uh, which counts. Uh, so, I mean, they have, uh, you know, maybe they do, but I do think Denver's the better team. Uh, we shall see. I did say the same thing about the Bucks and especially Boston. It didn't work out. As far as the Celtics are concerned, I'm not too sure what to do. Again, I think Missoula's going to be back. I would not give Jalen Brown, who's got another year to go in his contract, I would not give Jalen Brown $250 million. I, I think they're crazy to do that. I think Brown's a good player. I don't think he's a great player. He's not as good as Tatum. And I would not do that if it was my team. Now, you know, money's money. They probably will do it anyway. You can make an argument. They can break the team up a little bit. This team has been down this path a lot in the last three, four years, and they don't really have a championship to show for it. Obviously, LeBron beat him a time or two. Uh, two years ago, of Golden State, you know, last year knocked them out. They got beat here this year. So, I mean, uh, you can make an argument that they could be just, you know, the old Portland Trailblazers, you know, the Terry Porter teams that just never won a champion. Now, they got the two finals, not one, and they lost to both Boston and Portland, in, uh, not Boston, uh, Detroit and Portland in six and five, uh, Detroit, uh, I'm sorry, Bulls in Detroit in six and five games. Uh, but, uh, you know, maybe the Celtics are going to go that path. I mean, you would think eventually they can break through, but, you know, who knows? I mean, I, I can't answer that. I, 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 but I'm not sure if it's my team, I'm going to pay him $300 million to be a two-guard. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's a great player. And you're going to be paying him, you know, uh, transformational money where, you know, you're basically telling everybody he's one of the top seven or eight guys in the league. He is not. He is not. I don't even think Tatum is. I think Tatum is borderline in that, uh, you know, seven to 10 scenario. He's too erratic. You know, one day he's great, next day he doesn't do anything. He's a little erratic, you know, 51 against the Celtics, and then he doesn't do a lot the rest of the way. So he's a little erratic, and I know he was great in elimination games uh, in the last six or seven, but, I mean, if you think of the top seven or eight players in the NBA right this minute, I mean, you're thinking, obviously, of Jokic, you're thinking of Embiid, you're still thinking LeBron, you're thinking of Curry, you're thinking of Giannis, you're thinking of Durant. That's six right there. I don't know if he's... You know, is there anybody else? I mean, he might be on the next tier. Uh, You know, Anthony Davis, I'm not sure where we put him right now based on what we saw in the postseason. But the bottom line is, you got him signed. Are you going to give Brown that kind of money? I mean, is Brown better than Booker? No. Is Brown better than Butler? No. Is Brown better than Lillard? No. Is Brown better than Jamal Murray? No, he's not. 
So, I mean, that's, uh, he's not better than those guys. I mean, he's, I mean, I just gave you Booker, Murray, and Lillard. He's not better than. That's all there is to it. And he's not better than Butler. Those are four guys, top of my head, that he is. I mean, you want to tell me he's not better than, obviously, Duncan. She's not better than, but he's not a two guard. But you get the idea. So I'm not too sure what the answer is. I mean, do you break up the team a little bit just to change it up? Or do you bring Brown back thinking that eventually they're going to break through and win a championship? Yeah, you know, I, it's only money. It's You have it you can work with. He's eligible for the max. So from that standpoint, it's not like you're giving up four players. But boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. That's a very tricky question for the Celtics. Now, they'll probably pay him, but it's very tricky. I am not uh, I am not adverse to saying, you know what, let's try a little something different here. Let's break up the feel of the team and let's see how we do. Wouldn't bother me if they did that. And I would, and I listen, and I, I'm no big fan of Missoula. So if you want to make a change there, you no problem. I don't think they will. Uh, I think they, you know, they're not bringing Doc Rivers in. All right. I mean, I don't think they will. They're not bringing Monty Williams in. They're not bringing Budenholzer in. So, I mean, you know, Nurse just got a job. So I don't think they will necessarily. But you can, if you want to change coaches, I'm not going to go to the wall to defend Joe Missoula. Uh, but I don't think they will. I think they give Missoula another chance at this. Uh, young coach, 34 years of age. You know, sort of, uh, you know, they did win 57 games, got to game seven of the conference final. We're down 3 0, 1 3 straight. So I think they probably will keep, I think. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.